Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Throwing Partners. I'm joined here by my co-host, Brian Caprino. How are you doing today, Brian? Doing great. It's Monday. I've had a great night's sleep, unlike you, Chris. So I know. I'm ready to go. Talk about that's, the weekend. That's the bandana. It's to hide the, the bedhead and everything <laughs> like that. So, But it looks like we have another guest on our show today. Yeah, another guest joined by Jonathan Aparicio. I worked with him at Disney, and we've been friends. We talked about sports and movies pretty much all the time. So I'm glad uh, we got him on. Hey, thanks for having me on. I've been watching you guys and listening to you guys from the very first one, so I'm happy to be on. We're glad to have you here, Jonathan. And it, it, from what Brian has told me, you're a New York fan. I think I, you're, I'm I think, a Yankees fan. So we, we had Jeremy last time. He's a Boston fan. I'm glad we don't have you guys at the same time on the same. Would have been fun. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. I think me and Brian would have not been the co-host, but the guest for that show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but... <laughs> But with that, let's uh, let's dive right in. Let's let's talk about the weekend that just happened in the NFL. Um, and you know, surprisingly, we got our first ever request for a topic. Um, let's do that one first, and then we'll jump into the games. Uh, it's official. Urban Meyer is now a Jacksonville Jaguar head coach. Um, I mean, if you look at his resume, he Ohio State and Florida. I mean, he took over those programs at dark times in those college times there and turned everything around. So I want to hear the input from you guys. We'll start with you, Brian, on do you think if he gets Trevor Lawrence too, this is like if they draft Trevor Lawrence, which is probably going to happen, does Urban Meyer, let's say, get five wins? Oof, that's tough. I honestly, they're more than just a quarterback away from competing. Mm-hmm. Um, so given that I'm going to go under five, I think, I think they get under. four. Yeah. I think they're going to put some points up on the scoreboard, but I don't see them pulling out a lot of wins. They still need to focus on not just quarterback, but the all around team in general. Um, so I think in the next couple seasons, we're going to see them really blossom into a team, but right now I don't even think they're really still a threat with Trevor Lawrence. So you, you wouldn't blame urban Meyer for not, getting to five wins just because that team needs a whole entire rebuild. I wouldn't blame him. No. Okay. Gotcha. Jonathan, what do you think? So it's funny you picked five. Cause that's right about the number. I think he's going to hit. If you had told me five and a half, I would have gone under you said four <laughs> and a half. I would have gone over. Um, I, so Brian is completely right. They're more than a QB away, but they also have a ton of cap space, mm-hmm. which sounds great. It's a clean slate. And just like he's used to that as being in college, you know, you recruit your guys. So if he's will able to build around it, I don't know what the free agency is going to look like, but if he could build a squad, I mean, it's just what we're talking four more wins than he had three more wins, depending on who they play this coming season might be doable. I think I, I agree with both of you guys. And you know what? The only thing I could say with urban Meyer is he is a great coach. I mean, he, like we've seen in college, but this isn't college anymore. This is the NFL. Um, A lot of coaches that have come from college to the NFL have been super unsuccessful. Um, Hopefully maybe he, you know, turns a tide for that, turns a corner for Jacksonville as well. But, you know, at least he's coming. I'm going to have to say this. At least he's coming to a Jacksonville team that just won one game. Because all you have to do is win two games and you're better than the last year. So it's like, you know, I think Urban Meyer – like Florida, hence why he was a Florida Gators coach and everything like that. And now he's over in Jacksonville. 
but I think he ultimately will get that program going. And you know what? His influence might, as far as I know from college players, they, they said they love playing for him. And I'm thinking NFL players probably want to come over there too with Urban Meyer. I mean, he is a, a, a great head coach, so we'll see what happens with that. But that was a, as a request from uh, one of our fans on Facebook. So like I said, folks, if you have a topic you want to talk about, shoot a comment, do whatever you got to do, send us a direct message or email, and we'll talk about it like we just did now. But with that, let's jump into more um, NFL, I guess you could say, headlines. Uh, Cleveland did not make it to the AFC conference final. No. So that's going to be the first game we're going to talk about here. Uh, Cleveland versus Kansas City. Great game. Great, great game. Almost pulled it out. They almost yeah. pulled it out. It, I was so scared when uh, Chad Henney threw that last interception. I was like, oh, my God. It's going to happen. Casey's going to lose. And then, sure enough, Andy Reid and, and Casey pull it out. But, uh, Jonathan, I want to hear your thoughts about that game. Well, first of all, give it up to Henny. The run of his life, right? Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> that like, might be the furthest he's ever ran. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and coming from – I don't want to say he was a scrub in Miami, but he definitely wasn't starting QB material towards the end in Miami. So, getting – called out in a big game he didn't prep he didn't take any reps leading into this game and he produced when they needed him most so good for him uh do you want to say though hopefully um Holmes is doing okay I was watching the news today it looks like he's feeling better he says he's feeling good so I'm sure he'll play this coming weekend but as long as he's feeling safe that's the priority yeah Brian what do you what do you got props to Cleveland hats off to them that was a great game uh, they started out pretty weak, but gradually as the game progressed, uh, they started doing what we saw them do in Pittsburgh and then what we've seen them do all season long. Um, Casey pulls it out, but um, I think the momentum switched a lot when uh, Mahomes went out. Definitely, yeah. Like when he went out, like Cleveland really like started pulling things together and that's what made it close. Um, but I'm really glad that City, I know they didn't move on, but they should be really proud of their team because that's all they have looking forward to the next few seasons, because Cleveland sports is not great. <laughs> no, it hasn't. And, and you know what? It's, it's been great the last couple of years in Cleveland. It's just the Cleveland Cavaliers have been like the only thing to get them anything. Um, in recent but, memory. Yeah. But that was <laughs> four years with, ago, five years ago. almost. If you're, if you're a Cleveland fan though, like for Browns fans and everything like that, don't be disappointed. That was if there's such a thing as a great loss, it was a great loss. And, you know, you only lost by one score, um, which honestly, if you look back, if he would have not fumbled in the end zone and had that touchback, who knows? Cleveland might've won the game, but it was huge. It it was a missed call too. And and Sorensen, that's the thing. I feel like the NFL with that rule, it should not be that. It should be still the team that had the last possession so the offense that made the fumble and it goes to that 20 yard line for them. Mm-hmm. I, I, that makes sense. Cause you already crossed the end zone. Okay. So the worst that can happen is they back you up without a touchdown, but to the 20 yard line. Completely. So, agree. Yeah. And it's, it, and then also they missed the call with the, the, it looked like spearing to me, honestly, he led with the helmet and everything like that. So they missed that call too. So, you know, referees aren't perfect. I mean, that's part of the game. That's what makes the game. So like nail biting, everything like that. But if you're a KC fan, um, 
I would say Patrick Mahomes is probably going to come back. The, the, um, the protocol for the NFL with concussions um, has been an average. It takes a week for them to get finally clear. There's five stages to it. Um, he just finished stage one. So um, he has to look at the neurological standpoint of everything. Um, so hopefully he gets cleared for that. If not, Chad Henney's back in it again for KC against a, a strong Buffalo Bill. So let's go with that, Brian. What do you think about Buffalo? Buffalo's great. Um, I think that even with Mahomes, I think Buffalo can still take KC. Um, you know, that game, like transitioning into the, the Ravens game, um, that game started off really slow. Like both defenses were on point, yeah. stopping both quarterbacks. Um, I know Lamar Jackson ended up leaving early with a concussion, mm-hmm. just like Mahomes. Um, and that's what really changed the tide to go in Buffalo's favor. But even then, before he left, they really held him. Um, so I think Buffalo's D can do the same against Mahomes, um, depending if he's healthy next week after his concussion. But man, Buffalo's fun to watch. Um, yeah, I know they beat my Colts, but they're still my favorite to beat KC and go to the Super Bowl. That's a that's a that's a strong prediction. If if Patrick Mahomes comes in, I don't know yeah. if they can beat Pat Mahomes. That's the thing. But Jonathan, how do you feel about Buffalo? Well, first of all, Brian, thank you for bringing up their defense because all we've been hearing about the Bills going in is that offense, that offense. And, you know, their defense is getting overlooked. And, boy, did they show up. Like Brian said, I mean, they stopped one of the most prolific offensive quarterbacks of the generation. The guy, I mean, look what happened uh, against the Titans. You know, he had his way. So, I mean, that was great. Um, Yeah, if Henny is the starter – it's over yeah Uh, they're they're not stopping buffalo but if Mahomes plays okay so i know you guys are going to do your pick them later in the week when you guys do that pod i am definitely going to pick the bills regardless because i think they're going to pull it off okay so we'll do your we'll do your pick before the end of this podcast so we can get yours i know (laughs) that was that was the big iffy jonathan it was like we're waiting on patrick mahomes but if you're already saying with or without patrick mahomes buffalo's Mm -hmm. taking it i think you can predict the rest of the games in because there's not a lot of injuries there um yeah you guys hit hit the nail on the head basically um or is it head on the nail i don't remember i don't remember but it's one it's one one of those ways it it goes either way i guess but uh no buffalo defense definitely showed up it shows what you can do to lamar jackson if you have to make him pass if you have to make him pass and you pressure him he you know i'm glad he got his first playoff win it's long overdue for him even though he's only been in the se- like two seasons in the NFL, but it's just like, you know, a lot of people were saying, Oh, he only runs, he can't pass. And, you know, it kind of showed during that game. Um, but it didn't help that Lamar also did get a concussion too. So, um, but you know, kudos to Buffalo. They're moving on to the first conference final since I think 95, I think it's been like 25 years or something like that since they've been to a conference title game, which yeah. is crazy, but also Bill's mafia donating to Lamar Jackson's, um, foundation which is really awesome right after uh they beat him too yeah i saw that they, they, they got a lot of money only yeah. putting him like eight dollars in yeah all those fans putting eight bucks each like you know kudos to them that was yeah great. everybody thinks bill's mafia is just like these crazy people and everything like you mm-hmm. know what? they have heart they have heart and you know yeah. what? and what and it wasn't because they donated to him because oh he lost we feel bad here here's some pity money no that was I think even if they lost or won, they would have still given them the money. Yeah. So and I and I've been to Buffalo. The people there, like, I mean, it was Buffalo at their worst, but the people there are really nice. Like yeah. they love their bills. Um, they're a great community. So I'm really that's really cool that they did that. 
Yeah, shout out to Bills Mafia. Um, so let's go into last night's game. Uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, the Battle of the Grandpas there. Um, great game. Great game. Um, before I get into from both of you guys, I just want to say, if Drew Brees does not retire, I don't know what to say for Saints fans if he comes back to New Orleans because I think that's just not a good look. I mean, he he's done enough already, so yeah, I think he needs to retire. But Jonathan, what do you think of that game last night? Um, arguably the game of the year. It was amazing, and I guess I also have, a, I guess, more of a connection to it in the sense that those are the quarterbacks I've kind of grown up in my adult life watching. I mean. Uh, pretty much all my twenties has been these two quarterbacks battled out and breeze going from, you know, what discarded uh, after uh, San Diego and then Miami didn't want him. found a home in New Orleans and he's basically Mr. New Orleans. So it's kind of, I agree with you. He should retire after this. He game. needs to, he needs, he needs to, to. <laughs> having said that it's the end of an era and it was a really sad way to go. I mean, the first time he's thrown three picks in a playoff game in his entire career, not the best way to go, but you know what? Like it, I, I think it's time as far as Brady. I mean, he's kind of going to be the end of an era also when he retires. So now he's going to go up against one of these young bucks, either Mahomes or, you know, who knows how he'll end up facing. So, in the so Super you, Bowl. You're, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Hang on. I have him beating uh, Green Bay. Yes, I was. Wait, whoa, whoa! You have, I have wait, him beating no. Green Bay. You had the Rams no. beating. Green Bay. I did have the Rams. Spoiler alert! Yes, I'm sure we're going to get to that. I did pick the Rams. Oh my gosh! Okay, so we're having controversy on back-to-back episodes here. Rams beating <laughs> Packers, and now we're saying Tampa beating Green Bay. No, folks at home, do not listen to Jonathan right now on that pick. Please do not. You're going to lose money if you're sports betting or anything like that. Do not do that. Aaron Rodgers MVP season. You cannot take that away from him. Uh, that man is dangerous. I mean, Aaron Rodgers' worst game this season was against Tampa Bay. And the yeah, Packers yeah. were. Do you guys remember is, how that game ended up? This is playoff Aaron Rodgers. You got to be it was kidding like me. And Antonio Brown is supposedly questionable now. So we don't know about that. So I can't make the argument like Brian just brought up what happened earlier because on the flip side, look what happened. New Orleans uh, swept uh, Tampa Bay in the regular season. Yeah. And yeah. So. You know, you can't go on one side, not the other. So I I like the the optimistic point of view with Aaron Rodgers losing to Tom or to Tom Brady, which by all means, if that does happen, Jonathan, I mean, I will say I'm a man and I am wrong. You are absolutely right. I should have seen it coming. (laughs) But the thing is, is Aaron Rodgers, man, it's like, I don't know what it is about this year. It's just like he has done everything to the T. Oh, I know what it is. They drafted his replacement. <laughs> That's yeah, true. He's got pressure. He's still a quarterback. He's still yeah. under contract forever. That dude's gonna. That dude's gonna be probably playing to like like Tom Brady's gonna probably play till he's forty five. Oh, completely agree. But here's my question to you guys. So they've drafted his replacement, and this is very similar to Favre when they drafted you know Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. What if Aaron Rodgers beats Tampa Bay and then makes it to the Super Bowl, regardless of how it ends? What does Green Bay do? They have the heir apparent. I'm going to pass it over to Brian first. I want to hear what he says. Yeah. Well, the heir apparent, I think, is going to be like Rodgers and sit pine the next two or three seasons because he's he has shown no signs of slowing down. No. No, like not at all. what, 38, I 37. believe? 37. 37. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's getting better with age, and he's fun to watch. And I think that one game against Tampa Bay is just 
a fluke, whatever. They only had two losses all year. But, um, yeah, I think that <laughs> that backup QB is going to pull young Aaron Rodgers and sit Pine behind his Brett Favre. So. I'm going to say hold my beard for one second here, okay? Um, this is what Aaron Rodgers is basically going to tell that drafty hold my beard watch this he's a little sapling you know and now we got to grow him from the roots Aaron Rodgers knows everything about this he sat the pine like you said Brian with Brett Favre at the helm and everything like that and he sat there observed learned from a great which this guy is going to do he's going to learn from a great hall of famer as well and Green Bay is going to be just fine I think uh they're gonna they're gonna play throughout Aaron Rodgers's contract which by all means, I think it would be perfect. I mean, I think, I don't know how many more years he has left, but even if Aaron Rodgers does want to continue to play after this contract, he'll, he'll leave Green Bay, but he won't be in the same conference. He won't be in the same conference anymore. So Yeah, he'll be Tom Brady's replacement in Tampa Bay. Oh, my so. gosh. If that happens, Tampa Bay, needs to, Tampa Bay would need to figure out something like, hey, you need to draft a quarterback. Like, I know you did with Jameis, and it didn't work out, but you need to try again. So, um but with that, no, Tampa Bay and Green Bay is going to be a great game as well. Um, I, I will say this, though. I want to hear your guys' feedback on this. So Jonathan's already put out Buffalo's being KC, okay? So and hypothetically, if Buffalo does beat KC, and let's say Tampa beats Green Bay, for some reason that happens, who would win that Super Bowl? Buffalo. Buffalo. Really? Yeah. Jonathan, what do you, what do you, what do you have in that one? Uh, I won't bet against the GOAT until he gives me a reason not to. <laughs> also, I, I want to let you guys know this. Tom Brady has first year in the NFC, okay? Mm-hmm. He has one NFC conference appearance. That is more than the Dallas Cowboys have had in 24 years. I just want I just want to let you guys know that it's kind of sad for for Dallas. So you know he has 14 total conference appearances, right? I no, I get that, but I'm saying in the <laughs> NFC in the NFC alone, since Dallas became an <laughs> NFC a team in 24 years ago, they have zero NFC conference plays. Shocking, isn't it? America's it, team. America's I, I can't team. say it's shocking. The way that that team <laughs> has been led, it's so it it's chaos. It's chaos there. But that's a wrap for football. Um, let's flip it over. Brian, you're wearing a Padres jersey, so take us away for MLB. Well, we're going to talk about um, – we're not talking about Padres. <laughs> they since a few weeks ago. Uh, I wanted to get into the Yankees, uh, Jonathan's team, America's other baseball team. Uh, they they get their guy in DJ. They bring him back. Props to them. They got him for cheap, six years, 90 mil. Um, I believe in the back ends of the contract, they're – uh, paying him less money so it's great in his age like I think 36 37 seasons but I want to talk about Corey Kluber um, coming off of pretty bad injury the last two seasons I know his time in Cleveland was cut short in his last season um, he I don't know how many innings he pitched but he left with an injury signed with Texas Texas was like oh watch out we got Lynn and Kluber like hey Lynn worked out Lynn was well, Lynn worked out but like one two punch like let's go and then Kluber threw two innings with them and then that's it he he threw a great um workout session with like 25 scouts there from 25 different teams Yankees end up taking them I know Chris you called that I did but I, I called that I called him go to the Angels which 
made a little bit more sense, but I, the, the money they spent, the Yankees money they spent on Corey Kluber, I do not think is worth it. He's getting 11 mil for one year. And there's incentives behind it too. 10 innings in the last two seasons. I mean, you can't it's really, 34. you can't really talk being an Angels fan with Matt Harvey like that. Oh, I, I know. I'm saying that's why, <laughs> that's why like, I was like, Angels make the perfect sense because they gave a contract to like Matt Harvey or Cahill or, you know, they spent all that money on Cody Allen and he didn't finish the season with them. Yeah. So, Leave Josh Hamilton alone. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't, get well, started. Well, don't get me started. Well, with that, Brian, I think, I think I'm going to pass it over to the Yankees fan and I want to hear what he says. I want to, I want to hear what Jonathan says about $11 million contract for a guy that's only pitched four innings or two innings. All right. Well, Brian, like I kind of disagree. He's a perfect fit. The triage team, you know, like it's perfect. We got Severino coming back halfway into the season. So like, I think it's a perfect fit, but no, seriously, uh, I get Brian's point. It's a lot of money for the gamble but it's a one-year gamble. They had the money because unlike the Yankees of old, we're not like grossly over the salary, you know, which I know it's a non-cap league, but let's be real that, you know, luxury taxes become a soft cap per se. So I don't know. It's, they had the money. They could have gone for someone better, but I'm not going to complain. I'm glad we got somebody. I mean, now we got what it's going to be Cole, Kluber, Montgomery, and then the rest are going to figure it out to four and five. Garcia, Davy Garcia is there. Yeah. Um, he uh, Herman has been weird of late, you know. So he's got I don't some know if he's... domestic problems there. Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't count on him. To be honest, I would love to get Severino back, but I'm not going to count on it until I see it. And then when he does come back, I want to see him last a month without re injuring himself. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Jonathan, with saying he's overpriced, uh, definitely overpriced. Um, and you know, what's funny. It's like, why are the Yankees signing somebody that's not healthy all the time when they're not healthy all the time? So it makes kind of, it kind of makes no sense. Um, but if they did for cheaper than it would, I guess it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, they lowballed them. And then if he performs well, then they could get a lot out of it and everything like that. So it looks great, but this is a little too much, too steep. Um, I will say this, if, if Kluber does go back to, you know, not Cy Young Kluber, but like at least, you know, 150 innings and stuff like that, Yankees would win that $11 million that they gave him. I think that'd oh, be, yeah. that, that'd be fine. He Even if he pitches a solid a, season. As, as yeah. long as I think, honestly, if he pitches a hundred innings, I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, we, we don't know what type of season we're going to have. If we're yeah. going to get full 162. Yeah, that's true. I would, yeah. I would add though, the Yankees, if they want to be, somewhat healthy like going into the season they need to sign another veteran starting pitcher um mm-hmm. Tanaka is not going to come back sorry to say no. that for you guys he's not coming no. back neither is James mm-hmm. Paxton he's not coming back either um I would say you know look look into maybe potentially trading um you know looking at like maybe like a veteran that has a last year on his contract not super crazy expensive you don't have to give up a lot of prospects for it or even if you want to go after something big, put Clint Frazier up, put him up. He's, you know, yeah. if you're not going to start him every day, use him for, use him for a trade, get something out of it. Send him back to Cleveland for Plesak or something. Like, well, I don't think they'll give up. Ple- uh, no. They might, you know, maybe Saval, Savelli, Savelli might, they, they could do that. Yeah. Uh, so, or Chris, not to like, you know, poach your area, but like uh, Brian was saying, why not King Felix? You, you know, honestly, I would, I would actually like, him going there 
Um, one, he's back in the American League. He had a great spring training before COVID with Atlanta. So mm-hmm. I, I would say if you guys are looking for a – that would be something you only give at max a million dollars, two mil max. And, yeah. you know, if he performs well, he performs well. What I would suggest is use him out of the bullpen. Um, I know mm-hmm. he doesn't like that idea. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> he hates that idea. I mean, he did it for a little bit in Seattle before he left. But, I mean, you know, if it means to be in the major leagues again for him, I think you, just having yeah, that – do whatever it takes. Having yeah. that grit. He has grit. He loves yeah. the game. And, you know, he's still, you know, relatively young for baseball. He's 33. He, he's, yeah, he's, not, he's a year younger than Kluber. Yeah, he's not that so. old. But it's just like his velocity. His I didn't velocity realize that until said that. Yeah, it's insane. But, like, his velocity is tanked. But that's why he's relying on a sinker more to get the ground ball. He's a pitch-to-contact kind of uh, pitcher now. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing him in New York. I'd be happy for him. I think that's a good fit. I like that idea, Jonathan. I think that's a really good yeah. idea. The Yankees need a bullpen too. So if they're going to sign yeah, Felix, kind like, of perfect. put him in the bullpen. I think like I told Chris earlier, and I told this uh, to you, Jonathan, a few days ago, but you know, Alex Wood went to the giants for three mil mm-hmm. and he's solid, whether he's starting throwing five innings for you or middle relief throwing three innings or two. Um, so I think that could have been an option for New York as well. Uh, they decided to go another route and get Kluber, so for more money. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there were other options other than Corey Kluber. Um, like I had sent you a list. They could have yeah. brought on Taiwan Walker. They could have brought in uh, Odorizzi, which I think he would have been more money. But um, at least you know you're getting more out of it. Archer, yeah. Archer, you'd yeah. Be, you'd be getting more out of it. You know, Taiwan had a pretty good season last year, and um, he's – he pitched a little bit in that division as well mm-hmm. with the Blue Jays to end uh, the season last year. But so isn't this deal kind of this deal is kind of a perfect representation of modern baseball though? It's either they're going to strike out or they're going to get the home run with this signing. There's no middle yeah. here. Yeah, no, there's no there's no in between. Like you said, there's no gray area. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know GMs nowadays and owners have to know you know it's either go big or go home with with Mm -hmm. signings now. So it's just like, you know, but that's the thing with baseball. There's so much money to spend that $11 million to us seems like a lot for a person that's never played in the last year, but to them, it's like, Oh, here's some chump change, you know, probably to Cashman and everything like that. Especially to the Yankees that that is chump change. It's, (laughs) Oh, let me see what I have in my wallet. Oh, I have have this change that has been sitting here for like years. I just want to get rid of it. So it's in their piggy bank. Like they just Mm -hmm. broke it up in a little bit. Other than that, though, MLB's been kind of slow again. It, it hits its peak. It hit its peak with Pod- Padres have taken the offseason so far. They definitely have. Yeah. So, and the Mets. The Mets and the Mets. Too. And the Mets. You're right. Absolutely. And I think the next person, the next headliner to sign is George Springer. So, um, But with that, we're running short on a little bit of time left here. So yeah, let's – Ten let, minutes. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go to uh, NBA – Brian, I know you wanted to touch up on uh, Levert and an issue that they found in one of his uh, physicals. Yeah, uh, when Karis Levert got traded over in that mega deal with James Harden, uh, he got sent to the Pacers, and they found a a mass on his kidney. Um, So hope everything goes well with him. I know he's out indefinitely, so there's no timetable on his return. But look at it as, like, kind of a blessing in disguise. Like, if he didn't get traded, like, that would have went unnoticed. Yeah. Definitely. So, like, that's it's, a, it's a blessing. Him. It's a blessing for him. It, it yeah. really is. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for him, though. You know, he's had bad luck the last few years, and like, he's a really good player. And mm-hmm. I think like he would have got his big chance to start in Indy. Um, hopefully, this gets sorted out so he gets to play. 
and show yeah. what he can do on the court um, starting in a starting role every day. So yeah. thoughts to him. Yeah, hopefully he's okay. Um, Jonathan, we're going to make this short and sweet. I just want to ask you a quick question, uh, and it's not about James Harden. Uh, we know right. James Harden looked good in his Brooklyn Nets debut, so good on him. Um, but my question for you is, and Brian told me that this could be a shot, but Lomelo Ball has been balling out, mm-hmm. and he's coming off the bench. He's leading all rookies in basically every category, so we definitely think he's going to win Rookie of the Year if he keeps up this pace. But could he win Sixth Man of the Year? You know what? It's funny. As you were saying that, I was like, yeah, I think he's the leader in the clubhouse for six man of the year. And I'm trying to think who would be his competition. Um, uh, Shooter's starting too much uh, for the Lakers to be considered. Uh, Marntress Harrell might win it again, but right now he is the leader in the clubhouse by far. So you, you think LaMelo Ball gets rookie of the year and six man of the year? Assuming they don't move him into the starting lineup. Yeah, I think he will. I think, I don't know when the last time a rookie won a six man of the year usually goes to a veteran coming off the bench like that, but uh, yeah. you know, good, good on him. You know, I think he's better than his brother. So um, yeah, definitely. if he keeps up this pace, I think he will be great in the NBA. He might, even, who knows? He might even be better than Zion. He might be if he stays healthy, mm-hmm. never know. So he's got, he's got more of a game to him than Zion does. Yeah. It's the type of player they are. Zion is pure athleticism. That's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hands down, you hit it on with Chris. He like seeing Lonzo in a, in a Lakers uniform the last few years and then him going to New Orleans. LaMelo just looks more comfortable on the court than he ever did. Yeah. Um, so, I yeah, it's it's not bold to say that he's better than his brother. Yeah. You know, Lonzo's going to be a free agent this coming summer. I think he resigns yeah. with New Orleans. I think he does. They didn't I think offer they're trying to the keep, extension. I think they're trying to keep that core though, and they're gonna they're gonna see how much he wants, kind of thing, or see how the season pans out and see how well he does. D- defensively, he's great, so yeah, I'll yeah. give him that. Um, but NBA kind of besides James Harden and and uh, Lamelo and Levert, it's been quiet too. So it's been a quiet mm-hmm. besides football. It's been quiet in all the other sports. But Jonathan, um, it's been great having you on here so far. And I gotta since you've watched every episode, we're gonna see if you know some trivia here. Oof. If you're not an NHL fan, what team do you root for? Uh, ducks fly together. <laughs> All right. So we know you're a Ducks fan. Okay. Yeah, well, sorry, I just want to okay. let you know, sharks eat ducks if they go to the ocean, if ducks go to the ocean. Uh, and unless it's uh, deep in the playoffs, because then they choke. Oh, just because you guys have one Stanley Cup <laughs> 13 years ago doesn't mean you're still hey, the I best. Have, I have Civil War in my own house because my wife is a huge Kings fan, and she's actually Ooh. a hockey fan. So. See, I'll back you up with that. I'll be a Ducks fan between you two. I, I don't like the Kings. But uh, <laughs> other than that, for NHL, it's been great having NHL back and everything like that. I just want to say it's going to suck for a lot of these teams in the same division because there's a lot of great teams in the same division how it's divided up this year and a lot of them are not going to make playoffs which sucks and you know i'm i'm calling it philadelphia looks great philly i mean washington looks good too so washington versus pittsburgh was a great game so um if you're not an nhl fan i would watch it because it's actually pretty exciting on how these teams match up they play each other so much more now and now that the rivalries are going to heat up and it's just gonna i think it's going to start becoming like you know, fights more often and everything like that too. There's going to be a little bloodshed there. But Are with you going to be a Seattle fan when they start? So, oh, that's a big question. <laughs> so 
I'm going I'm going to love them like a shark fan, but when it comes to them meeting up against each other, which it's gonna happen probably, oh, of course. I'm gonna be a San Jose fan. Okay. So I, I, I will love them. I'll get jerseys and everything like that, but I can't put a hundred I, I put ninety-nine percent of devotion to them and then hundred percent to San Jose. I love everything about that new team. Their arena's state of the art. It's gorgeous. Their uniforms are great. The mascot, the names, I love everything about that team. It's been a long time coming for Seattle. They've mm-hmm. always wanted a hockey team. They used to have one, but, you know, it's been gone for a while now. They don't have the Sonics there, so they definitely need this. I think it's going to be great. They definitely mm-hmm. need basketball back there, too. Super Sonics will be back tr- in that they're arena. Trying. They're trying. To, I, mean, I mean, it used to be called Key Arena. I forget what it's called now, but, Brian, me and you saw the renovations being done to that stadium, and it's going to be yeah. big. So um, right at the heart of Seattle, too, there. right next to Space Needle, which is going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, Jonathan, it's been great having you on here. We're actually closing things out here. Um, first time on, on this podcast, I thought everything you said was great. Um, it's great to finally meet you. This is my first time meeting you and everything like that. And I know you and Brian have been friends for a long time. Um, but uh, anything you want to sign off to the fans out there? Uh, no, just, you know, it's an honor to be on here. Like I said, I've been watching you guys since the jump. Big fan. Uh, keep it up. And I can't wait to hear the next one. It's definitely like we tell our, our guests all the time. It's definitely not your last time being on this podcast. Don't worry. So you'll be on again. Uh, just stay by your phone for a long time. And you'll get the call soon. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds, Sounds good. Game. Before we go, though, let's get your picks for uh, NFL next week. Well, yeah, let's make it quick. Let's get it. So we all got right. Bills over Chiefs. Yep. And you're thinking uh, Bucks. Over yeah, I'm taking the Bucks. Yep. Green Bay. Okay. Yeah. Upset and upset. Oh, man. Okay. All right, we've, I think Brian marked you down there, so let's see if you yep. go 2-0 yeah, this upcoming weekend. But with that, Brian, go ahead and give your closing remarks out. Just want to thank Jonathan for coming on. I know he's. it's been great like that he's been like our number one fan out of all of this. Um, so it's it's really nice. He's, he brings a lot to the table with sports knowledge. We had a lot of talks in our cube back at work, <laughs> so yep. it's nice to like do it outside of work and just do it um, so other people can listen, other fans of uh, – sports as well um but i just want to say if you have any uh recommendations or questions want us to talk about something uh slide us a dm on instagram like us follow us on facebook uh we're on youtube if you want to watch us in our natural habitats and sitting in our rooms so but with that thanks for listening uh be safe out there be kind to one another and let's get things going with this vaccine and hopefully we can go see some live games this season. I sure hope so. Yeah, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna, you know, beat a dead horse here, but it's a great dead horse, I guess you could say. Uh, be safe, be healthy, <laughs> be healthy, you know, be kind to one another. It's a crazy world out there still. And you know what? You still gotta make the best of it. But no, thanks again, Jonathan, for coming on. Huge fan, and we're a huge fan of yours. So we're always participating and, and listening and watching us do our thing up here. And now you you're doing your thing up here. So We'll have you again on soon. But with that, folks, take care and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks.